Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for December 1st, 2020. On this day in 1955, the 42-year-old Rosa Parks was commuting home from a long day of work at the Montgomery Fair department store by bus. Black residents of Montgomery often avoided municipal buses if possible because they found the Negroes in back policy so demeaning. Nonetheless, 70% or more riders on a typical day were black, and on this day, Rosa Parks was one of them. Segregation was written into law. The front of a Montgomery bus was reserved for white citizens, and the seats behind them for black citizens. However, it was only by custom that bus drivers had the authority to ask a black person to give up a seat for a white rider. There were contradictory Montgomery laws on the books. One said segregation must be enforced, but another, largely ignored, said no person, white or black, could be asked to give up a seat even if there were no other seats on the bus available. Nonetheless, at one point on the route, a white man had no seat because all the seats in the designated white section were taken. So the driver told the riders in the four seats of the first row of the colored section to stand, in effect adding another row to the white section. And three of them obeyed, but Parks did not. People always say that I didn't give up my seat because I was tired, wrote Parks in her autobiography, but that isn't true. I was not tired physically. No, the only tired I was, was tired of giving in. Eventually, two police officers approached the stopped bus, assessed the situation, and placed Parks in custody. Over the next few weeks, as appeals and related lawsuits wound their way all the way up to the Supreme Court, the Montgomery bus boycott was well underway, engendering anger in much of Montgomery's white population, as well as violence, resulting in the bombing of Martin Luther King Jr.'s home. But the violence didn't deter the boycotters or their leaders, and the drama in Montgomery continued to gain attention from the national and international press. On November 13th of 1956, the Supreme Court ruled that bus segregation was unconstitutional. The boycott ended on the 20th, a day after the court's written order arrived in Montgomery. Parks, who had lost her job and experienced harassment all year, became known as the mother of the civil rights movement. Facing continued harassment and threats in the wake of the boycott, Parks, along with her husband and mother, eventually decided to move to Detroit, where Parks' brother resided. Parks became an administrative aide in the Detroit office of Congressman John Conyers Jr. in 1965, a post she held until her 1988 retirement. Her husband, brother, and mother all died of cancer between 1977 and 1979, and in 1987, she co-founded the Rosa and Raymond Parks Institute for Self-Development, serving Detroit's youth. In the years following her retirement, she traveled to lend her support to civil rights events and causes and wrote an autobiography entitled Rosa Parks, My Story. In 1999, Parks was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal, the highest honor the United States bestows on a civilian. 
Other recipients have included George Washington, Thomas Edison, Betty Ford, and Mother Teresa. When she died at the age of 92 on October 24th of 2005, Rosa Parks became the first woman in the nation's history to lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.